News, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, November the 14th. Uh, of course, a lot to talk about with uh, going on over the weekend. Of course, uh, the Saints yesterday, uh, NFL, some dramatic games in the NFL. Mm. Wow. Anyway, the NCAA poll is out and uh, college uh, football playoff poll uh, also. Uh, we'll have Coach uh, Ryan Antoine on around uh, 7.30 this morning, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about high school football in uh, one of our other segments this morning. But uh, And then come 8 o'clock, Bob Rose. We'll talk about the Saints this past uh, weekend yesterday. Uh, was, that, was that first half the biggest yawner you can imagine? I, it was brutal to watch. Yeah, t- just two bad football teams, in my opinion. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, with the Saints yesterday, of course, uh, we'll have Bob Rose on around 8 o'clock, uh, the SI.com uh, uh, rep for the Saints, and uh, get his thoughts and all with the Saints play yesterday. But like I just mentioned, uh, two bad football teams yesterday, and I'm starting to believe now uh, with regards to Dennis Allen, uh, they, they're just not well coached. I, I'm – you know, when you see the holding penalties and the illegal procedure penalties. I think those were terrible the, towels coming down from the stands. I there mean, were so many of them. I think the Saints were penalized at least ten times yesterday. Uh, and that's that's just uncalled for. And I, I think that's at, a, at one point, they threw up a, a stat that really resonated. Uh, more penalty yards than actual yards gained. That's right. That you is know? correct. And uh, just... So you wonder uh, if Dennis Allen, uh, you know, I looked up his record when he was with the Raiders back in the teens. I think he was there from 11 to maybe 13. He was 11 and 37 with the Raiders. Yeah, uh, he didn't finish that third season. Well, his record was 11 and 30. That's 48. So uh, that's 16 three times. Anyway, uh, I just uh, – uh, I, I just don't know uh, if there's just no discipline. I don't know the answers. And, yes, they are beat up. Uh, physically, they're beat up. They play hard still. But yesterday's performance, a uh, long way to go. And uh, of all people who they bring to the house uh, uh, this weekend, I do believe it's uh, the Rams. So uh, And the Rams are starting to get beat up, too, because I think Cooper Cup went down yesterday. I didn't get any. Didn't see the game. It wasn't on TV, but uh, reports I'm hearing that he had like two catches or one catch for minus three yards yesterday, and that's with a new quarterback since Stafford was in uh, concussion protocol. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that comes forward, too, as they take on uh, the Rams this weekend in New Orleans. And uh, at 3-7, and seven, you know, they've, they've pretty much got to run the table to have a chance because uh, Tampa Bay won again yesterday over in Germany. And they said Tom Brady is 4-0 now in international games. <laughs> only one, only quarterback to win a game in four different countries. Well, a player with Seattle was the first player to play in five different countries. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I forget his name. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, uh, and uh, yesterday I'm trying to recall uh, if, you know, just, man, those two big afternoon games. The Bills uh, uh, and the Vikings. The Vikings, Jeff, I think they're for real now. Uh, they, they, Although they, they were given a bit of a gift there at the end. Uh, yes, but so was Buffalo. Yeah. A big gift. If they play the replay over, the game's over in all consequence. I Probably. Think. Anyway, but uh, the Vikings won, and they're going to Buffalo, who's had some problems now. They've lost two in a row. 
And everybody thought at the beginning of the year the way they thrashed the Rams earlier, but maybe we kind of understand how they thrashed the Rams now, who are basically not even a 500 football team. Uh, last night's game, what more can you say, too, with the 49ers? Uh, they look good. Uh, I mean, uh, even though their defense, man, they run the ball down your throat, too. With the, now that Elijah Mitchell was back, he looked pretty good last night. I'm trying to think he was close to 100 yards. If not, he didn't get 100 yards in that game last night, the Erath native and the former Raging Cajun. Uh, so uh, 49ers and, you know, their defense will pound you in that regard, uh, but uh, in the meantime, <laughs> the Saints just, uh, they've got some issues uh, right now. And uh, just pulling up that game with the 49ers and see with regards to uh, Elijah Mitchell had uh, 18 carries for 89 yards. McCaffrey, 14 for 38. And I thought he was running a lot better than that, only 38 yards last night. Uh, and uh, the 49ers uh, pull out a game uh, late against the Chargers, who were playing pretty well. And they were pretty beaten up, too, from what I understand, with their receiving core. Uh, but the Cowboy and the Packer game, boy, the Cowboy fans in this town they got to be scratching their heads. As uh, Prescott was 27 out of 46, 265 yards, three TDs, two interceptions. Pollard runs for 115 yards uh, and one score. And uh, Lamb catches eight passes for 150 yards. But it can't stop Green Bay as the Packers – uh, Jones rushes for 138, Dillon 65, uh, and uh, Rodgers is 14 out of 20 for 224 yards, three scores. Pretty good game, uh, and it's hard to believe only throwing 20 passes in that game uh, mm -hmm. for Aaron Rodgers. I think he threw the most of them in that last drive uh, when they kicked the field goal to win the game. So uh, pretty exciting game. Uh, and then going back to Buffalo, and uh, and and the Vikings. I mean, uh, the Vikings uh, uh, get a break too. Uh, Buffalo stops them on fourth and foot, mm -hmm. and then uh, they get the ball back on the first play. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Allen fumbles, and they score. They they. It was. A, it wasn't a safety. Yeah, no, it was a touchdown. Yeah, the they'd, they'd have been better it. off to get a safety. Exactly. And one of the things I thought. Uh, would have been to take it out of the shotgun, take a snap and throw it. You, you, they didn't have any timeouts. You had, I think, 37 seconds on the clock. Like uh, you get one reception, and the game's pretty much over. You're right. You know, I, I it just didn't make uh, sense to me that uh, the, the way they went about their business. Uh, granted, uh, they only had that one snap uh, with the ball at the one-foot yard line, but, uh, again, didn't didn't agree with it, uh, and, and obviously I'm rooting against the Vikings sure. just for spite. But, sure. But I still disagreed with their uh, play calling there. Yeah, and uh, of course I'm sure they uh, <laughs> they wish they had it back again too. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the Bears had a rough day yesterday, even though uh, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, uh, runs for 147 yards. Uh, they got no defense. They traded away their defense. Yeah, they they have. You can't too. keep scoring 30 points and lose. That's right. That's right. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Fields. Uh, what happened to our boy uh, from Tulane? Uh, uh, money? No. Uh, Moon? Uh, Santos. Oh, I, I didn't even see. He it. missed an extra point. Did he really? It, it may have been his first miss of the season, kicks, uh, field goals, or extra points. And on that last touchdown where they could have 
gone up by seven. Instead, they went up by six. Detroit answered, got the field extra point and uh, won 31 to 30, but a pick six by Fields. Yeah. Um, again, they need to find a way to shore up the defense, uh, despite the fact that they traded a couple of their best players away. That they did. That they did. Uh, Kansas City, Jacksonville puts up a little fight, but Kansas City wins going away. Uh, Miami just uh, pounced all over Cleveland yesterday. The Giants keep winning. They beat, of course, they beat a, an average to a poor Houston team, 24 to 16. Indianapolis. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, we, we need to talk about that. But uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, shocked that he is no longer a captain, despite the fact that he's been complaining he wasn't traded at the trade deadline. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you, you don't keep those guys as captains. Yeah, um, yeah. personality conflicts in the uh, locker room do cause problems, too, with team attitude. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about and Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Matty Ryan comes back in the game, goes 21 out of 28, 222 yards and a score. And Taylor, I think he didn't play last week, or if he did, he didn't put up any numbers. He's 22 carries, 147 yards, a score, and a long run of 66. So uh, pretty much as Indianapolis takes care of Las Vegas, and uh, after the game, uh, Derek Carr, man, just breaking down. He said a couple things that kind of, you know, some of the people in the locker room and this about the locker room and – taking things to get, allow him to go to sleep. And uh, I just, uh, of course, he got real emotional, too. Uh, and la- last year, the stat of the week uh, uh, was that the uh, Raiders won seven out of uh, their nine w- one-score games. This year, they're 0 for 6 in one-score games. And it wasn't the Saints that beat him in a one-score game. No. The Saints beat him 24 to nothing. It just, some problems, I'm not sure what they are. Jacob's a fine running back, and uh, – you you wonder, uh, Devontae Adams, I mean, you can't have a better wide receiver than that. He's probably wishing he was back in Green Bay. But Green Bay had lost five in a row up until the game last night against Dallas. And uh, they keep things interesting. So uh, all the way around, Jeff, um, the NFL yesterday uh, had some really great games. And I think Jeff Saturday, if you want to talk about that a little bit, he gave everybody on the team a game ball, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, the problems they've been having. Uh, and uh, they, Matty Ice back in that's uh, the right. starting lineup, too. That's right. So, uh, And they, they talked about him not starting for the rest of the year at one time, a few weeks back. But NFL coaches have been ripping um, the decision to hire Saturday, who has no real coaching experience other than some high school that's right. uh, head coaching experience. But he's been an analyst, and he, he knows that organization. And he's been a consultant, I guess, uh, for Indianapolis for – few years as well and again you know i i don't know a lot of people who would have great success in that situation but i think jeff saturday is one of those guys who could yeah and he and he pulled all the proper strings yesterday uh in that regard uh with them beating uh uh you know of course they did beat uh vegas who's had their issues this year and uh of course uh in uh indian daniels got trolled yeah Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, of course Indianapolis uh, jumps out of the uh, pan into the fire as they take on Philadelphia this weekend, who I believe uh, were off. Uh, I, I want to say they were off this uh, weekend. The uh, Eagle? No, they weren't. Who did the, did the Eagles? I'm trying to see. 
Oh, they play tonight. Excuse me. Yeah, they play tonight. Yeah, I forgot about that. Washington. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I'm sure uh, the Eagles uh, a big uh, yeah ten and a half point pick tonight over Washington, and uh, the Eagles are second in the NFL, averaging a little over twenty eight a game. So, uh, and Jalen Hurts has had a pretty good year too uh, for the Eagles right now, and the Eagles uh, just up beating everybody they play and. Uh, uh, take on a Washington team that's uh, averaging uh, uh, about uh, 17 points a game. And, you know, the Steelers went to yesterday's game averaging, what, 15 a game? Uh, Something like a that, game. Yeah. yeah. and uh, they, uh, they don't run up and down the field, but just, uh, uh, you know, Tomlin's got to be questioning himself. Uh, just the, the, the Steelers just don't look good. Kenny Pickett, uh, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback, and, uh, and that's what you expect from a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but they it looked won the like game. they had Trubisky warming up in the bullpen. They, they but did it uh, one They time. never did pull that trigger. Yeah, at one time. Uh, the Saints uh, yesterday, uh, just uh, just they, they don't have it. And uh, I think the more I look at uh, the game, uh, they did come back in the second quarter yesterday to tie the game going into halftime, but don't put up any points in the uh, second half. Dalton was 17 out of 27 for 174 yards. Uh, Pickett, 18 out of 30 for right at 200 yards. Kamara, eight carries, 26 yards. Jawan Johnson, it was the big target yesterday. He had five catches for 44 yards and a score. And uh, the Saints, uh, in the meantime, uh, reeling. Uh, Hill was 0 for 1. It didn't seem like he was used much in that game yesterday either, Jeff. Uh, he had uh, three carries for one yard. Uh, the Saints running game, you ready? 29 yards. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it seemed as though Kamara didn't get a touch until the second quarter. I was wondering if he was even in the game. Yeah, three catches for 19 yards for Kamara. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, three catches for 40 yards. Uh, one pretty nice catch, and yep. boy, did uh, they take one away from him. Yes. The one uh, where he went up high for it, and the defender did such a great job uh, getting that ball between his hands. Uh, impressive play by Pittsburgh there that uh, killed the drive. It, it did, and the Saints uh, just uh, have to rethink things. Of course, uh, two catches of the day belong to uh, Justin Jefferson with the uh, Vikings. Uh, just unbelievable catch. Uh, they made it seem as though he invented the one-handed catch. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, uh, OBJ has been doing a great job of that prior to him, but uh, it's, you know, uh, Fred Belitnikov. Come yeah. on. You know? Of course, Belitnikov had the yeah. uh, residue <laughs> with the stickum. But uh, Jefferson, 10 catches, 193 yards. I know we're bouncing around, but uh, it's uh, just a phenomenal game by him as uh, they get down uh, to, what, the three-yard line, that last catch. And uh, they can't punch it in, though. And, uh, of course, uh, they hold him on fourth down. And then, lo and behold, uh, Josh Allen fumbles a snap. Uh, the Vikings recover in the end zone and uh, pretty much was arrested. Then he throws the uh, interception as they're driving down the field mm-hmm. after they get a, 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 a just a horrible call as they, uh, they call it a catch. And when they reviewed, of course, they hurried to the line, snapped the ball. And uh, in the meantime, you can see the Vikings players signal he can't mm-hmm. catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And they were right, and the refs missed it. Next play, uh, they get down the field a little further, but then in that overtime, uh, he uh, – um, it wasn't that overtime. He no, no, that, it was regulation. He, yeah, he, yeah, Patrick Peterson intercepted the pass in the end zone 
And like a smart player, just sits down on about the six-yard line mm-hmm. after the interception. Yeah, just, only bad things can happen after that. That's right. That's right. Don't try to be the hero and score from 100 yards. Just get yeah, down, hold yeah. on to the ball. Exactly. And uh, it's pretty much what they did, too. So, anyway, uh, with that, Jeff, uh, the NFL, of course, we got the game tonight with the Eagles and the Redskins uh, in, in uh, Washington. Uh, no, in Philadelphia, excuse me. At 7.15 uh, around the kickoff uh, tonight. So, four and five uh, commanders take on the 8-0 and no, um, Eagles. And Eagles 10.5-point pick. Um, and uh, you wonder if it's going to be an interesting game tonight. So, uh, we'll, we shall see with uh, that tonight. But, How about them Tigers? Yeah, the LSU Tigers uh, hung on. Uh, of course, uh, Mr. Perkins making a name for himself with the Tigers as a, a true freshman playing uh, just – out and out, and I think his his plus is that he can run, mm-hmm. and he, he's not an overly big. No, kid. no, not huge at all. Yeah, like a two twenty five, two thirty. He's more in the two ten, two fifteen area, but he runs so well, and he can run down a ball carrier or quarterback or whatever the case may be, and pretty much help the Tigers win that game because uh, they didn't really uh, look real good offensively either in that game. No, no, they struggled. Uh, I saw grades of like a C plus. Uh, Winning on the road is never easy by True. any means, and uh, the colder elements, uh, I got mocked mercilessly for having, uh, like, uh, bouillon, not, uh, what am I thinking of, uh, broth. Oh, uh, broth, yeah. In one of their coffee pots, you know, to keep uh-huh. them warm, hot chocolate. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> television had to show that stuff. But um, it was an unusual game, maybe a little bit of a letdown after the Alabama game, although they had so much to play for. There shouldn't have been uh, a letdown at all. And then uh, we found uh, LSU fans found themselves rooting for Alabama. Can you believe that? Yeah. Not wow. uh, an easy thing to do, but they were doing it, and uh, Alabama came through for them. Yeah, well, Arkansas ran the ball pretty well. Uh, LSU's uh, walk-on running back, uh, Williams, 19 carries, 122 yards, a score, 31s along. Of course, Emory had a nice run of about 32 yards, but that was about it. He only carried it three times. Kane. Was five out of 25. Neighbors won for 13 on the end of the round. Uh, Daniels, 19 carries, 10 yards. Uh, Got to tell you, his long run was 20 yards. So a lot of sacks in that regard as uh, pretty much as uh, the uh, Razorbacks uh, kept him in check. But uh, in the meantime, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they sacked, uh, they sacked Daniels seven times. So for 41 yards, uh, LSU had seven penalties. And they turned the ball over twice, too. Of course, Arkansas did also in two fumbles. But the game, uh, each less than 300 yards each team. LSU had 284 yards, while Arkansas had 249. LSU passed for 86 yards and ran for 198, while Arkansas passed for 116 and ran for 133. So pretty much told you the game right there. Each team had 15 first downs. LSU was 4 out of 14 on uh, – Third down conversions, that's about 28%. Uh, Arkansas was 6 out of 17. Uh, they both, uh, nope, LSU was 1 out of 2 on fourth downs. Arkansas 0 for 2. Uh, so uh, pretty much uh, told the story of the game. Of course, the Tigers this week, get a, they get a little breather in that regard as they take on, uh, I believe it's uh, UAB. They play uh, uh, this coming uh, Saturday, a non-conference game as I'm scrolling through uh, here. Uh, for LSU game, uh, Tigers, Tigers, yeah, UAB tonight. LSU, of course, a uh, 15-point pick. I thought he'd be a little, little bit higher than that, to be very quite honest with you, 
UAB comes in five and five, LSU's eight and two. Uh, the Cajuns, meanwhile, travel to Tallahassee to take on Florida State, and I think that Florida State's about a three-touchdown pick over the Cajuns. So, uh, uh, stranger things have happened, but uh, we shall see. But Florida State having a pretty good year. Of course, first game of the year, they beat the Tigers with a lack of a missed extra point by LSU. Yeah, you, you go back to that again. Uh, missed extra point, uh, you go into overtime, anything can happen in overtime, but you probably win that game in overtime. Yeah, uh, you're probably you know, right. Just you're, you're sort of at home. Uh, the game was in the Superdome. Uh, you got those home fans behind you. And, and again, anything can happen. But, uh, yeah, again, though, LSU uh, rebounded, obviously. Uh, that brutal loss to Tennessee, but they've been great since. Yeah, they have. And after UAB, they had to – I think they had – did they head to College Station or the the, the – do the uh, – Aggies come to Baton Rouge just quickly. Look it up in our good old pocket guide here. Uh, and let's see, yeah, LSU heads to A&M. So uh, okay. this will be the senior night for LSU in their last home game. And uh, they got stuck with a crappy start time, the non-conference. It could have been worse. I guess 11 a.m. is worse than 8 p.m., but yeah. uh, terrible start time. Yeah, uh, you're right. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break and see if we can get uh, Westgate uh, head football coach Ryan Antoine on the line, talk about his Westgate team this week, and looking forward to who they play next week. So uh, with that, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach Antoine right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. This Saturday, it's Nickel Beer. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Monthly Bingo is back this Thursday. Ten games beginning at 7 o'clock. Four winners split the pot. Six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern, 9 10 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Athletic field provides challenges that test a competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, 
good paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday morning, uh, November the 14th. And uh, we're trying to see if we can pick up uh, Coach uh, Ryan Antoine on the line here this morning. Uh, of course, I'm sure he might be still celebrating uh, his big win over Bell Chase by the score of 35-14 to 14 as they take down the Cardinals uh, in their first playoff game. Of course, if uh, my memory serves me correctly with the win, Westgate will be on the road, and they're traveling to Lutcher? Did Slidell. I? Slidell, yes, over at Slidell. Take on, uh, I think, the Tigers of Slidell, who uh, uh, I'm not sure where their numbers are in that regard. In well, they're that the number seven seed. Seven uh, seed. They crushed number 26, Hammond, 55-22. to 22. And, uh, again, uh, hopefully Coach Antoine will be able to check in with us. But on, on Saturday, he uh, didn't know a, a lot about Bell Chase, or I, I should say about Slidell yet. But um, I'm hoping to update that and find out more about the game time situation, too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Westgate uh, with, um, you know, trying to uh, get deep into the playoffs this year. Of course, they moved up a little notch. Last year they were in the uh, we want to say Division Two, but they didn't call it. It was basically uh, was the playoffs 4A. with 4A, right. This year they, they knocked things down to two, uh, eight divisions with select and non-select, and, of course, Westgate being in the uh, non – I'm pretty sure non-select, and they were the 10th seed, and uh, they beat the, what, uh, number 23 three seed, uh, yes, in Bell Chase, and now they head to Slidell to take on uh, the uh, Tigers, uh, sort of be uh, which Tiger will stand up uh, this coming Friday night. And the game will be in Slidell. I think all of our local teams who won, uh, which were Delcom and uh, Westgate, of course the other three. Lauraville. And Lauraville, excuse no, me. Delcom lost. Yeah, Delcom did get beat. You're correct. And uh, they're out along with Generette to play, trying to play their first home playoff game in and many years. Shut and down. they end up yeah getting beat. Uh, I think it was 34 to nothing, uh, the final in that game. And, uh, of course, Delcom uh, traveling to White Castle and uh, coming out on the short end of that score. Of course, Catholic High getting beat by uh, Lake Charles College Prep. By what the happened score. there? 26 to 7. Panthers uh, hung around for a while. They just, you could tell, uh, yeah, basically, college, uh, Lake Charles College Prep, they're a 3A team. Uh, they were one of those teams thrown into the grouping. Uh, Pretty big physical team, too, Jeff. Uh, of course, they traveled to Notre Dame, I believe, this week uh, by defeating the Panthers, and that's where they Panthers would have ended up uh, with regard if they had won that game. Basically, Catholic High uh, got behind 14 to nothing. Then right before the half, uh, uh, Luke Landry hits uh, Chris Green with a nice strike as the Panthers get on the board. It's 14-7, to get the second-half kickoff, and just can't get the ball down the field. And um, just uh, they, like I said, uh, I don't think I'm almost sure they went three and out if, if they had a first down. And then Lake Charles College Prep uh, put up another touchdown and uh, just uh, pulled away. They missed an extra point and they pulled away. And then, they, matter of fact, they missed another extra point later on in the game. And pretty much uh, Catholic High got the ball last, but just couldn't get it going down the field. Uh, just a pretty big team. The Panthers uh, had some success throwing it, but uh, 
very little success running it as uh, a pretty pretty stout defense and you can see the speed difference too was pretty uh pretty evident during the as the course of the game grew on too so uh Panthers uh put up a fight but uh, just wasn't meant to be and uh, of course uh, only had four seniors on that team uh and they were honored the week before uh five seniors on the team four of which played substantially but uh, uh the next year's team uh, a lot of juniors and sophomores who played this year should contribute and we'll see how the things uh, go uh, next year for the Panthers. Meanwhile, the Lorville Tigers, Jeff, man, they they put on a show uh, against uh, Vidalia. Beat them, uh, I think it was fifty to six, mm-hmm. uh, something in that regard. So just uh, just pumping touchdowns into the end zone as uh, Lorville now will go on the road. And I'm trying. I remember they're at St. James. Yeah, they had a bye. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, St. James. Um, uh, had some has some had some great teams over the years. Not sure what they have this year going for them, but uh, I want to say they still run out of a, a of a double wing uh, or wing back formation. So it have for many years. Don't know if uh, trying to Rick Gale was a coach there for many years back in the eighties and nineties. Of course, Rick has uh, passed on. Yeah, but, did a little work with Rick um, along with Kenny Trahan's show, the Friday night post game show. A heck of a guy. Uh, uh, had a long uh, battle with cancer that eventually took him uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and a tremendous golfer, too. So we got a call there on the line, Jeff? Maybe Coach Antoine able to check back in with us. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, this is Coach. Hey, Coach. Hey, thanks coach. so much for uh, calling back. Uh, missed you earlier, but uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, again, congrats on the win. Remind us uh, how things uh, went uh, for you on Friday night. Uh. I said we we started off pretty good. Uh, went one. Uh, I say we started off scored first touchdown with Davian Jackson. He did a great job of you know running the ball and, and scoring for us. And you know once again just starting just starting off fast. That was a big thing that we wanted to focus on this week. Uh, this past week was was starting fast. And you know we kind of had you know about a month or so where we kind of felt like we were you know a little slower. You know and and let people jump on us first. So that's one thing that we want to do. But uh, allowed Bell Chase to come back and score a touchdown on us. Make it seven seven in the open next kick. Amaz took Amaz Eugene took and uh, scored a touchdown. And after that, we kind of ran away for it. Made a big stop on fourth and one on the goal line again uh, against those guys. And right before half, and then came down and scored uh, a touchdown and did a good job with that with Tobias Garden scoring a touchdown. And then came right back after the, in the second half and scored another touchdown with Dejan Latulis. And I felt like after that, we kind of imposed our will and did a good job. They scored not too late, but all in all, you know, good home playoff win for us. You know, we kind of got into that point of the program, you know, where we expect, you know, to do well in the playoffs and, you know, and win playoff games. And, you know, those are things that we need to do now, you know, going into this time of the year playing well. I know you had some concerns about uh, penalties. Uh, how do you clean that up? Uh, like I say, watching the film now, I just feel like, you know, some of those penalties are a little ticky-tack. But, I mean, definitely that week, things that we've got to clean up on a couple of little plays where I feel like our guys were playing hard, bringing guys to the ground, blocking hard, and, you know, we got flagged for it. So, I mean, we kind of expect the guys to play that way, you know. So, you know, I was a little mad at first, but watching the film, I felt like, you know, we did a good job of being physical and, and playing hard. So, you know, I definitely you know we're going to address it because some of the things were you know, some false start penalties. So, you know, we kind of call them some drive killers. But those are things that, you know, like I said, we'll be doing a little bit more running today after practice, you know, just to understand there's consequences for things that we do like that. But all in all, like I say, I, I love our effort. And like I say, I'm ready to play a slide-out team uh, this upcoming week. And there you go. Uh, 
You've had a couple of days to get to know Slidell. Uh, what do they offer? What are the challenges there? Uh, strong ball club. I mean, they won eight ball games. Uh, like I said, they, they run offense almost similar to ours. Uh, have a quarterback that's thrown for over 2,500 yards. Receiver that's pretty strong. That 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 does a lot of good catches, and uh, also has a decent running back as well who can get an open field and make some plays on you. And defensively, they like to attack, uh, like you know, play play almost similar coverages that we do. But like they have a good front six that'll get pressure on you and do some different things with some some stunts that we got to make sure that we pick up on our offensive line. Uh, special teams is, is pretty decent as well. So you know, once again, a strong ball club. You know, they're gonna be at home. They expect to win, and we got to go in there and pose our will. There you go. Uh, how are your health-wise um, heading uh, out of the first playoff game? Uh, so far, so good. You know, been kind of dealing with the flu a little bit. You know, having guys out and, you know, got a couple guys back, you know, like late in the week. So those are things that we kind of deal with now. Still got a couple guys that got called, you know, last night and early this morning that they go and get checked, you know, for the flu and everything else. So around this time, you kind of kind of deal with that. you just hopeful, you know, that it happens early in the week. And that you kind of you know work work through those things and keeping those guys hydrated, keeping those guys healthy, and you know around this time anyway, the biggest thing is you just want to stay healthy and try to keep our guys up because it's sometimes it's not the best teams, it's the most healthier teams that we game. Uh, Coach, uh, with regard to uh, the playoffs, uh, can Westgate uh, ever hold a, a home game in this playoff situation with the new the way they've divided things up and all? Can you have another home football game or due to your seating, or you're going to be on the road, Warrior? Uh, to the state championship game? Uh, if, if things work out, we, we beat uh, Slidell this week and uh, Neville wins. We'll host Neville at our place in the quarters. Uh, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, Neville uh, didn't play last week, but that was considered a home game for them. Uh, and they're playing East Ascension at home as well. So they'll have two those two home games, and we'll be in travel and we're on the road. So now, you know, we beat Slidell and Neville beats East Ascension. We'll play. We'll play Neville in the quarterfinals. So yes, we can have a possible home game. Seems no, to me. Uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, but in it seems to me though, East Ascension, similar situation as you, and both teams traveling this week. I think you'd get the home game no matter what. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, because well, yeah, East Ascension did. Yes, yes, I will. I will. I didn't. I, don't, I forgot what seed they were. Yeah, they're fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I definitely get the home game. Yeah. So, uh, motivating factor uh, perhaps throughout the week uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's big, you know, to be, you know, playing during Thanksgiving break, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, we kind of keep that tradition alive. You know, play, this, this this senior class right here has played all their, you know, games so far. You know, they've, they've played during Thanksgiving break every year, you know, mm-hmm. since they were freshmen. So, that you know, that, that's, that's a big, you know, testament to, you know, where, where we come as a program. So, definitely want to kind of keep those things going. Usually when you're kind of playing during Thanksgiving break, you know, you got a, you know, pretty good team. So, you know, those are things they want to work on and definitely a motivating factor. There you go. I think on Saturday you mentioned uh, tickets were available online. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, we go uh, post a link on our Westgate um, Athletic page on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, uh, tickets will be available online. They'll be, they'll be thirteen dollars. Uh, that's what the Slidell's uh, charging. I think it's twelve dollars for the, for the actual tickets, but I think that once you purchase online, they take a dollar out. You know, off of that because of the online charge, so it'll be thirteen dollars online. Uh, Coach, you know, a little tongue in cheek. You know, if you were real tight with Audie Lauzo at Delcom, his father was the head football coach 
at Slidell High School for many years. I don't know if that would be uh, a little information or a fly on the wall with her. But Artie Laouz's dad, I think, was the head football coach for many years at Slidell. I think he's retired now and helping elsewhere. Okay. But uh, just a little uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, uh, so uh, good luck to you uh, uh, Friday night, uh, Coach, and uh, bring back uh, a big W for Westgate. Yes, sir. I appreciate the support. Coach, thanks so much. Uh, we'll uh, look forward to uh, talking to you throughout the week. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate Coach Ryan Antoine again. Uh, Westgate, uh, dominating victory for them, uh, beating Belichick Chase 35-14 to again, traveling to Slidell, and I'll uh, try and get that link as well and perhaps put it on the Tesh Matters or King Sports uh, Facebook page as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it should be an interesting ball game too. I was just trying – I was going over the uh, the Slidell schedule during the course of the year. They did lose two games during the course of the year. Their opening game against Jesuit New Orleans, 16-13, to 13, they got beat. They they just about handled everybody else they played from Bogalusa to Central of Baton Rouge, St. Paul's, uh, Mandeville, Hammond – who they, in their district, they played the first game of the year against uh, Hammond, the Tornadoes, or Tours. They beat uh, Ponchatoula uh, by 17 points, Covington, Fountain Blue. And uh, then they lost to North Shore in uh, District 16-6, but they come back to beat Hammond, who they disposed of during the regular season, 55-22, to and, of course, take on the Westgate Tigers this particular uh, Friday night uh, to see who advances uh, further in the uh, – what is it, um, the, non, uh, the non-select in Division One, I do believe, uh, the Westgate Tigers are Correct. playing in this year. So they're playing with the uh, big boys uh, this year. Last year they won the state title in 4A. They moved them up a notch. How they came to that, uh, if it was enrollment numbers, I'm not sure. Oh, but, I'm uh, sure it, you, know, they, you had X amount of teams, you divide it in four, and there's a line. You yeah, know? and I'm sure it came down to enrollment too yeah, uh, in yeah. that regard. But uh, the Tigers uh, take on – uh, the Slidell Tigers uh, over in Slidell uh, Friday night. Meanwhile, uh, the Lorville Tigers, Jeff, uh, they did a great job this weekend as they put up 50 points on a Vidalia team, the Vikings, and they'll move on to uh, play St. James uh, over in St. James. Yes. And that's uh, uh, St. James Parish. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of the um, – it's one of those river parishes. It is. It um, is in South uh, of Baton Rouge. Yeah, they uh, for the people that they wear those Michigan type helmets too. Uh, the Wildcats. That mm-hmm. I was trying to think of their nickname, the Wildcats of St. James, uh, who used to play pretty good football too. Oh yeah, so absolutely. We'll have Coach uh, Terry Martin on tomorrow and talk a little bit about uh, that game uh, this weekend. So, I think uh, they are a three A school as well. I, I where think they'll they be, are. They'll, they'll be playing up uh, as sort of Westgate will be too. That's right. That's right. So uh, uh, those are the two teams in our area left, uh, along with the St. Martinville Tigers, I believe. Yeah, uh, St. Martinville won we Thursday night. about them. Night. Yeah, that's right. Right. They won big, so uh, hats off to the Tigers. But in the meantime, uh, high school football, uh, we still got some local teams playing, and stay tuned to Kane Radio to let you know who we may be broadcasting this coming Friday yeah, night. Yeah, we should be able to firm it up uh, today. We've got to get permission from the, you know, since either of the teams, Lowerville or Westgate, are traveling, got to get permission from the uh, host school, and uh, we'll know uh, something hopefully for sure by tomorrow morning. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our uh, break and uh, 
Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. This Saturday, it's Nickel Beer. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Monthly Bingo is back this Thursday. Ten games beginning at 7 o'clock. Four winners split the pot. Six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern, 9, 10 East Main across from McDonald's. The best string prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgerow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, November the 14th. And uh, the AP poll is out. Of course, the Georgia Bulldogs hang on to that number one spot. They have a big win over the weekend against Mississippi State, 45-19. to That what's next for the Bulldogs. They're going to be at Kentucky who uh, lost to Vanderbilt this past weekend by a score. I think it was 27-24, something of that nature. Uh, but the Wildcats uh, were ranked. I'm sure they're going to drop out of the uh, top uh, 25. Meanwhile, Georgia continues to roll. Coming in at second to Ohio State, the Buckeyes at 10-0. They had a big win over Indiana, 56-14. to They journeyed to Maryland, who's had an up-and-down year. I'm sure they'll be a heavy favorite in that game. At number three spot, the Michigan Wolverines. They uh, beat Nebraska 34-3 to in a big win. Their next uh, game will be against an Illinois team uh, that got beat by Purdue over the weekend. But uh, Illinois, still, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still ranked in the top 25. And coming in at number four, the TCU Horned Frogs. They, they go to Texas and they take care of business. Uh, as they beat uh, they beat Texas by the score of seventeen to ten, they journey to Baylor. So they they jump out of the frying pan into the fire, and Baylor uh, 
uh, uh, was beaten uh, handily, I'm pretty sure, by uh, Kansas State in that uh, game over the weekend. They got beat 31-3. to So uh, Baylor's kind of uh, hurting a little bit. Uh, Tennessee uh, ha- still is hanging around. They come in at uh, number five. They're 9-1. and one. Of course, they had a big win over Missouri, 66-24. to Then the Tigers at 8-2. and two. Uh, uh, they get a 13-10 win over Arkansas. Uh, they get out of Fayetteville with a big win. They take on UAB this Saturday at uh, 8 o'clock uh, is kickoff. So the Tigers uh, uh, have a late game. USC is right there behind them. Alabama stays in at 8th. Uh, Clemson ninth, And rounding out the top 10 is the Utah Utes, who had a big win over Stanford, 42-7. to They're going to journey to Oregon this Saturday and take on uh, – the the, uh, the 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 ducks elsewhere Ole Miss is still coming in 14 uh, UCLA uh, will, had a big loss this weekend to uh, Arizona surprise they couldn't get by Arizona the uh, Central Florida Knights took down Tulane 38-31 and uh, they moved up to uh, to uh, 17 while the Greenies Notre Dame came uh, back up too with a just a, a slight win over Navy, 35-32. Notre Dame controlled it most of the game. Kansas State's back in the picture, too, along with Florida State at number 20. Coming in at 21, the Greenies come in uh, after their loss. They go, they take on Thursday night. Kind of flipped spots uh, with yeah. UCF. Yeah, UCF. The quarterback from UCF was a kid that was a quarterback at Ole Miss last year, and he transferred out to uh, Malzone to uh, play for the uh, Knights. And he was the difference in the game. I think his first two carries, he had 125 yards scored and got him inside the uh, five. And uh, that pretty much uh, sealed it. The Greenies come back, but uh, a little too late to uh, win that game. Elsewhere uh, in that, so top 25 in uh, college football and uh, some big games again this week. Uh, of course, the Cajuns travel to Florida State to take on the Seminoles over in Tallahassee. And uh, one must remember that game is in a different time zone. I think that's where it's cut off somewhere up at Apalachicola is where the eastern time zone comes into play. So that game, uh, uh, if you see it uh, scheduled, make sure you have the uh, right time knocked in there as uh, the Cajuns uh, just trying to see uh, the kickoff time. Uh, man, I, don't think it, I don't think it's an early contest, uh, Jeff. Uh, don't see where the Cajuns had not uh, yeah, it is. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Ouch. Yeah, so it's 12 o'clock over in in Florida. So, uh, they take on Florida State. That they come in at 23 in the country, and uh, the Cajuns a 23 and a half point dog in that game with a 51 and a half over and under. So, uh, Cajuns are averaging about 27 a game, Florida State 34. Uh, Florida State. Getting 474 yards of offense, the Cajuns 369. Defensively, should be an interesting game as uh, the Cajuns uh, give up 21 a game, Florida State 18. Florida State only gives up 294 yards, Cajuns 354. So uh, some work to do for the Cajuns. Had a big win uh, last week, so uh, see if they can't keep it going. They have two games left. They journey to Texas State next week. And uh, with that, so uh, in the meantime, um, we take another break, get Bob Rose on the line, and uh, well, we have a call. Tell you what, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, take a break. Not take a break, take a call. Hi, All you're right. in the air. Hey, Jeff, who won the game between uh, Ole Miss and Alabama? Uh, Alabama won the game 30-24. Uh, to 24. So that makes uh, 
So uh, LSU wins the West outright. Uh, they, yes, because Alabama has two uh, conference losses, and uh, but Ole Miss is still in there. I think they 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 had lost their second conference. Yeah, they lost to Alabama. Correct. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, LSU's the, uh, going to play probably Georgia in the uh, SEC championship game in the first week of September. I mean uh, December. Excuse me. Appreciate the call. All right. All righty. Thank you. Anyway, we need to get Bob Rose on the line. We're going to go ahead and take a break and uh, get his thoughts on the game uh, this past uh, yesterday. So uh, stay with us. Uh, this is Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 Bayou Sports. We'll be back with Bob Rose right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, November the 14th. And on the line with us is Bob Rose. And, Bob, good morning and welcome to the show as always. And uh, were you scratching your head yesterday as much as I was watching the Saints uh, offense? Just couldn't do anything against the Steelers. Morning, gentlemen. I hope uh, I hope your Monday is better than mine. Uh, and <clears throat> yeah, I was scratching my head, but that's only because we're not allowed to throw stuff and scream at the in the press box. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that was in your backyard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sadly, um, listen. The 
in hindsight, we really should have tempered our expectations for the Saints' offense uh, because you know, they, they were coming into the game without Eric McCoy, without Andrus Pete, and then they lost James Hurst uh, very early in the third quarter. So uh, they were basically playing with a, uh, I don't want to call it a JV offensive line, but the kind of offensive line you'd see in the third quarter of preseason games. And although the Steelers have struggled defensively this year, they were getting T.J. Watt back. Alex Highsmith, I think, is an extremely underrated edge rusher on the other side. Uh, you know, the, the Steelers just manhandled the Saints all game long. The biggest problem I have with the offense is why does Alvin Kamara only get 11 touches? Yeah, I, I, when I finally saw him, I said, has he been in the game for a quarter? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, and that's a good question. Uh, you know, there, there were uh, at least three third downs uh, you know, where, uh, you know, where my, my colleague, John Hendricks of the Saints News Network, uh, or, uh, or myself commented that why isn't Kamara in on third down, third and whatever the situation is? Who'd they replace him with? Adam Prentice. Yeah, just amazing. You know, uh, one thing the Saints did do, even though the Steelers uh, – uh, uh, had total offense of, uh, of, what, 370 yards or something of that nature, uh, 379 mm-hmm. to the Saints, 186. The Saints did have six sacks yesterday against Pickett, the young quarterback. And uh, just, of course, the big uh, drop-off, the Saints had 10 penalties in that ball game. And uh, I'm starting to believe, Bob, and you, maybe you can correct me, uh, I'll take constructive criticism, but I'm starting to think the Saints aren't well coached at all, not, not at all. And uh, that's where I come from. And uh, I looked up Dennis Allen's record with the Raiders uh, when he was with them eight or nine years ago. He was 11 and 37 with the Raiders. And uh, he's heading in that way with the Saints now. And uh, with uh, their three and seven record and seven games uh, left to go, uh, who can they beat? <laughs> well, I, I thought that Pittsburgh would be one of those teams that they would beat. And I, I agree with you. Uh, I thought that Dennis Allen was the right hire at the time it was made. I've liked, I've loved Dennis Allen as a defensive coordinator. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of his results while he coached the Raiders. But you know, I, I kept telling people, I'm like, look, this, is, this was a dysfunctional Oakland team. Mm-hmm. With, you know, it, it was poorly run, very little talent to work with. And D.A. was a young coach. And we have seen a lot of you know success, very successful NFL coaches uh, that were frankly failures, uh, right. you know, in their first attempt on the sideline. You know, Mike Shanahan, Bill Belichick, yeah, Pete Carroll are three guys that come to mind. Yeah, Belichick especially. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, right. Uh, but no, Dennis Allen, it, you know, it does not appear to be the man for this team. And you know, now I have come to the belief personally that you know, there are just some guys that are better off as assistants uh, or coordinators. Sure. Wade Phillips comes to mind. Wade Phillips is one of the best defensive coordinators maybe in the history of the NFL. But every time Wade, coach, uh, Wade Phillips got a, a, a head coaching opportunity, uh, you know, he, he, just, he was not successful. And maybe this is who Dennis Allen is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Unless Dennis Allen is the head coach of your franchise. Yeah. And he is far from the only problem, but he is right there near the top of the list. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, as we called uh, 
uh, son of bum uh, was our regard with yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with his son coaching defense, and he was an excellent defensive coach, especially with the Cowboys. Had some good defenses when he was there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Bob, uh, you know Jarvis Landry comes back, and uh, I, I, you know he made a couple plays, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Andy Dalton, you got to wonder in uh, Dennis Allen's heads, it's spinning. Does he bring back Jameis Winston? Uh, because, uh, you know, Andy Dalton had some success uh, leading the Saints uh, in sc- scoring touchdowns. But right now, uh, things aren't looking real good. And, of course, the Rams come to town, and they've got their problems, too, the defending uh, Super Bowl champs as uh, their quarterback Stafford's in uh, concussion protocol. Don't know if he'll be ready for the Saints, but he hadn't had a good year either, and they're, they're kind of banged up. And I was asking Jeff earlier, I'm not sure, but uh, I wonder if Cooper Cup went down uh, Sunday for the Rams, and will he be available against the Saints this coming uh, uh, Sunday? Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup did go down. Um, yeah, he avoided what was termed as a serious ankle injury, uh, but it sounds like he is going to miss at least the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, so yeah, his, his status is definitely worth watching very closely during the week. But you know, early indications are that Cooper Cup will not play. Uh, Matt Stafford is another one. Like you said, he did not play yesterday, uh, but they left him as a game time decision. Uh, you know, and you know, really didn't declare him out officially until about two or three hours before kickoff. Uh, so I, I'd expect to see Stafford in the lineup against the Saints. But you're right. Uh, you know, the, these Rams have boatloads of problems outside of those two. Uh, they can't run the ball. Their offensive line is an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, defensively, they have Aaron Donald, and they, they can and will still get to the passer, uh, but they're having a hard time stopping the run. Uh, you know, and the second, their secondary, even with all those big names back there, uh, they're giving up uh, a lot of big plays passing the ball. Uh, but, yeah, that, that circles back to the Saints. Can the Saints beat a team that way? I don't know because it doesn't look like it right now. Obviously, you need your offensive lineman back, uh, you know, and that's part of the reason for Andy Dalton's struggles. But Andy is just not playing well. You know, even his accuracy, uh, which is supposed to be one of his strengths, his accuracy has not been there the last two or three weeks. He looks frazzled in the pocket. Uh, you know, he threw two interceptions yesterday. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I was just, uh, you know, was, shall we call it an animated discussion with somebody on social media. Uh, yeah, that, you know, I'm not saying that all this is on Andy Dalton's shoulders, far from it. Uh, but of those two throws, you know, the one deep pass, I think it was the second of the two interceptions. Uh, yeah, it was an underthrown ball. Yeah. Uh, where I think if he led the receiver a little bit more, it definitely would have been a completion, maybe a touchdown. Uh, yeah, the other one, I realize it was tipped by the defensive back, but it was also behind Jarvis Landry. Uh, you know, quarterback, you know, NFL quarterbacks need to be more accurate in those situations. But I don't know if Dennis Allen's going to make a change. In the press conference yesterday, that was the very first question that he was asked. Uh, you know, and as most coaches will be, he was very non-committal on the matter. Uh, but his facial expression, uh, you know, was a very, it was a very stubborn answer to the question that honestly, it made us all walk out of there saying the same things to each other. You know, he's going to go with Andy Dalton again next week. Now we'll see what happens during the week. Uh, but you know, at, at this point, uh, you know, you got to think that believe that Jameis Winston is healthy enough to at least be behind center. Yeah, he's banged up and nowhere near 100%. Uh, but I think that Andy, Dennis Allen has made up his mind that Andy Dalton is his guy through the rest of the season, come hell or high water. You know, I, earlier in the season, I thought their use of Taysom Hill was 
wise, uh, but uh, yesterday I, I didn't think he was used in the best situations. No, I didn't either. Uh, and really the last, you know, the last couple of weeks, I think he got, what, two, three touches against Baltimore. Uh, I'll tell you what it looks like to me. Uh, you know, and you know, this is very surprising what I'm about to say because Pete Carmichael is such an experienced coach. It looks to me like even if the Saints get as much as one score behind, where they're very, very much still in the game, they scrap whatever game plan that they had for Taysom Hill, uh, you know, and just sporadically, sporadically at best, use him at that point. And again, just like we said about Alvin Kamara, you know, Alvin only got 11 touches yesterday. Taysom got less than that. These are your best two, most consistent two offensive weapons. I mean, you know, Chris Alave is up there too. Why wouldn't you use Taysom Hill in a way to spite? You know, I don't think anybody ever would disagree with me when I say that when Taysom Hill makes a play, that seems to spark the entire Saints sideline. So why wouldn't you put him in a position to make plays? You know, if you're not getting it done, forcing the ball to Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave is being double and triple covered, and your you know your quarterback Andy Dalton is under constant siege. You find another way to move the chains. You get Kamara in space. You use Taysom Hill, uh, you know, in ways that's at least going to force the defense to be a little bit honest. And we're just not seeing that out of the coaching staff. Yeah, Bob, you know, unbelievably, the Saints are a three-point pick this weekend in New Orleans, so don't know if that's going to change. The Rams are only averaging a little over 16 points a game. They're 29th in the league, while the Saints are averaging 22. Of course, the Rams are giving up uh, 22 points a game, and uh, uh, the Saints almost 25 at 24-7. So uh, the Rams' uh, offense just, uh, you know, the Saints – uh, are averaging about 70 more yards than the Rams are in each game. The Rams are 30. Can you believe the Rams are 31st in total offense in the National Football League, the defending Super Bowl champs. So you don't think they have their issues right now as they come to New Orleans for a noon kickoff. Uh, I just uh, we'll see how that the line transpires with uh, Stafford possibly playing, and that's going to change something. But uh, uh, Dennis Allen. Um, like I said, uh, I just don't think the Saints are, are, are well coached uh, right now. You you don't see him. You know, when kids would come off the field uh, when Peyton was there, he'd challenge him. He'd get in their face and yeah. challenge them. You don't see that on the Saints sideline this year by any of the coaches. I just don't see it. No, uh, no, I haven't seen it either. And, you know, it, I respect that that's you – know, Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton. No. He is not that fiery – you know, game day coach that's going to get in everybody's face and going to be constantly chirping. Um, but there's still ways to get your point across sure. you know, if, if you are the coach, regardless of your personality. As long as you're consistent and you hold players accountable when they make short play, uh, poor plays uh, or, or uh, you know, poorly executed mistakes, self-inflicted mistakes, things like that. Uh, and we're not seeing, not only for, not from Dennis Allen, but even from the Saints' leadership, the Cam Jordans, the Mario Davises, who individually are playing very well, but that's the kind of leadership that you, know, you, you expect to step up uh, you know, and really hold these players. Okay, if the coaches aren't going to do it, someone needs to. Um, and you know, it, it, at that point, it falls down on the Cam Jordans and you know, the DeMario Davises. And I'm not pointing the finger at them necessarily. I'm just using them as an example because, like I said, individually, I think those two players are, uh, you know, have been playing some very, very good football. Uh, 
but the, yeah, the, if the accountability isn't going to come from the coaches, it has to come within the huddle, and it's just it's not coming from anywhere right now. Coach or Bob, uh, appreciate you joining us as always, and we'll look forward to uh, next Monday uh, after that Rams game. But uh, again, remind us how do we find your work? Guys, thank you as always for bringing me in on a Monday. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll all be in a better better spirits after a Saints victory next Monday. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm Bob Rose. Uh, I'm over on Twitter at Bobby R twenty six thirteen. All of my work, along with John Hendricks, Kyle Mosley, and Brendan Boylan, all of our articles can be found at the Saints News Network or SI.com. It's Saints News Network on Facebook, at Saints News on Twitter. Uh, and please check out our show on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's called the Bayou Blitz. Uh, you can watch it live through Facebook, through Twitter, uh, or uh, you know, stream it live through YouTube. Very good. Bob, always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll chat next Monday. Looking forward to it, guys. Have a great week. You, you too, too, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, uh, he's right in that regard. Uh, you know, in that press conference yesterday, the first question, uh, you plan on uh, bringing Jameis Winston back, and uh, just uh, nothing to uh, add to that. So uh, we'll I, see I will what say transpires. This, yeah, the, this post-game press conference versus the Monday press conference can be two different animals. You have a chance to watch film. You have a more time to digest something one way or the other. And maybe um, you, you start hearing from people. Yeah, and it's and, a cooling off period, yeah. too. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sold that Andy Dalton is the guy. If Jameis Winston is healthy, at some point you've you got to give him a chance. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, like I said, Dalton's uh, record over the years, uh, whether he was with uh, Cincinnati, Dallas, or whoever at the time, he's a little above 500. I was looking that up yesterday uh, during the course of the game. He's 77 and 73, something like that. Winston, uh, not so hot either. He's 34 and uh, 37 and 54, something like that. But still uh, trying to put a little spark in the offense. And, of course, they are beat up. I mean, this I can never recall a Saints team uh, over the past uh, 10, 12 years where offensive linemen are missing wide receivers, uh, running backs are out, uh, defensive backs are out, uh, linemen. So uh, they are beat up a lot right now, and uh, injuries happen in, in this game. And uh, hopefully uh, they can get some of those uh, bodies back, and uh, maybe the performance will be a little better. But I'm still shaking my head that they're a three-point pick over the defending uh, Super Bowl champs in New Orleans. But uh, we'll see how that line moves uh, come uh, Sunday. But in the meantime, Saints have a lot of work to do. No doubt. No doubt. Anyway, today is sports history. Uh, changing gears a little bit here. Uh, of course, November the 14th on this date, uh, 1943, Chicago Bear, Sid Lutman, and I think he won the Heisman Trophy at Notre Dame, passes for seven touchdowns versus the New York Giants in a 56-7 to win. Elsewhere on this date, 1957, Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank, Wins the National League MVP. Of course, the Braves beat the Yankees in the World Series that year back in 57. In 64, Detroit Red Wings' Gordie Howe sets a National Hockey League record with his 627th career goal. On this date, 1966, Muhammad Ali TKOs Cleveland Williams in the third for the heavyweight title. 
And also in 1981, on this date, uh, the first world championship fight between Puerto Ricans in boxing history, uh, World Boxing Commission super welterweight uh, Wilfred Benitez beats Carlos Santos in 15 rounds, a unanimous decision at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. And in 1993, Don Shula becomes the coach with the most wins in NFL history as he passes Papa Bear. I think Papa Bear had, what, 325 in that area? 24 or 5, yeah. Yeah, so Shula picks up one more than Papa Bear. In 2018, New York pitcher Jacob DeGrum wins the Cy Young Award. But what's amazing, he only has 10 wins, the fewest ever by a Cy Young winner, in a non-strike shortened season. Of course, he led the major leagues with 1.7 ERA, 29 consecutive starts. The streak was longest in major league history. Birthdays today, 1929, born on this date, the man that hit a home run for the Mets, and, or I think not the Mets, but maybe the uh, Indians, they ran around the bases backwards, Jimmy Pearsall. And his bipolar disorder book, subject, uh, and film, great film. If you ever get to see that film, Fear Strikes Out, I think uh, Anthony Perkins plays a uh, – the uh, Jimmy Pearsall. Pearsall hated that. Yeah, he, he did. He hated it. And, you know, the biggest line out that movie, I'll never forget, you know, he was under uh, psychiatric help at the time with his psychiatrist. And, uh, of course, like all good psychiatrists, uh, they they ask you questions that lead to your answer to your problems. And Pearsall, in, uh, in one of his answers to his psychiatrist, said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my father. And meaning that uh, the interpretation, meaning that uh, his father just uh, drove him and drove him and drove him nuts. And that's why he was uh, talking to a psychiatrist. Anyway, in 1966, uh, born on this date, uh, the Red Sox pitcher with the bloody Red Sox, Kurt Schilling, born in all places, Anchorage, Alaska. Also, a former LSU Tiger and NFL linebacker with the Arizona Cardinals, Eric Hill, born on this date in 1966. Elsewhere, Heisman Trophy winner. And one of only two Louisiana natives to win the Heisman Trophy. Devontae Smith, born on this date uh, in uh, Amite, Louisiana. And the, you say, well, Billy Cannon and John David Crow won the Heismans. John David Crow was born in Louisiana. Billy Cannon was born in Mississippi. Elsewhere uh, on this date, uh, passing away on this date, and I mentioned this, uh, Eddie Alcaro, the Hall of Fame racing jockey, Triple Crown winner and on uh, World Away in Citation in 41 and 48, died of liver cancer. And uh, I'll never forget the photograph of uh, Eddie Alcaro, uh, one of the photo journalists uh, on the track. He was thrown by his horse and fell face first into a big mud puddle. And if that photographer doesn't grab him out of the uh, puddle, he'd have mm. suffocated. Eddie Alcaro uh, uh, dying on this date in 97. Anyway, the quote of the day, I just come from the late Haywood Hale Brune. And I thought this was a kind of quote. Uh, he says, sports do not build character. They reveal it. And uh, more truer words have been spoken by Haywood Hell Bruin. He was a guy that always wore those outlandish jackets, whether it be on the racetrack, the football field, uh, baseball. Haywood Hell Bruin, uh, sports do not build character. They reveal it. Anyway, that's today in sports history, uh, November the 14th, getting ready for the Breakfast Club with Lee K. Tonight? Uh, with Breakfast Club with Lee K. No, no, tonight. Oh, tonight uh, we have the CHS Coaches Show and Coach uh, Scott Watney will talk about the Panthers' uh, big game uh, Friday where they uh, come in on the short end of 26-7 uh, to 7 score as they are eliminated from the playoff football. So we'll have Coach on tonight and talk a little bit about some of the other sports going on at Catholic High, and uh, that'll be a little after 6 till about a quarter to 7, and stay tuned. And again, that'll follow chip shots coming up 
right after the 5 o'clock news. want to thank our guests today, Westgate head coach Ryan Antoine and Bob Rose with SI.com and other opportunities to enjoy his work. Appreciate him uh, joining us tomorrow. It'll be Terry Martin on the show. I want to thank our sponsors, Jake Landry, candidate for State Rep District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center.